Hi there, my name is Warren. I'm one of the co-founders at 33Shake and welcome to another episode of the 33 podcast. And today the show is all about weight loss for athletes. Why to do it, how to do it, foods to avoid, best strategies and more. Uh, all in all, this is going to be a veritable smorgasbord of fat slashing delights for you to tuck into with a ton of handy takeaways. When I say takeaway, I mean the mental sort. Uh, not the junk food in a box delivered by scooter sort of takeaway. That would obviously be nuts in a show about weight loss. Um, no, there are going to be a ton of handy takeaways that you can use from this show to raise your game and performance because at 33, our mission is delivering maximum value to athletes. We do it in this podcast by sharing the best in nutrition, training and mindset tips and tricks for your performance we do it in store at 33shake.com with our powerful and delicious sports nutrition. With that said, let's get on with the show and start slashing some weight. So when you're focusing on nutrition performance, it's very easy to skip straight to protein, fats and carbs, your macronutrients. But when it comes to nutrition and performance, there is a much bigger gain waiting for most of us. And that gain is loss. It's weight loss. So this is what we're going to be looking at how to do weight loss correctly, how to create sustainable changes that last. Because that sudden celebrity tabloid, ooh, lose the baby weight stroke, get six pack in five minutes thing, ain't healthy, ain't sustainable, not what we're talking about here. If you want that, go and read the Daily Mail. They'll give it to you all day long. So why should you even bother losing weight as an athlete? Simple answer is, it's all about power to weight. The more weight you carry, the more power you have to use in order to shift it. So if you are well over your sensible or reasonable racing weight, then it's a bit like driving a car with the handbrake on. You can add all the performance enhancing goodies, lightweight wheels, anything you like, but you're not going to get the maximum bang for buck until you can get a bit of that extra weight gone. If you can drop a little bit of excess, your power to weight ratio is going to soar suddenly that same power, i.e. no increase in fitness, is driving you faster, further, longer, and happier. Um, it's one of the biggest performance gains going, and the reason a lot of people don't use it is it requires a little bit of application, but as you're gonna see in this show, uh, actually doing that, it's really not that hard. We've got three really good strategies, there you go, three fingers, three really good strategies that we're gonna be looking at uh, that you can use. Um, on top of this, a little too much spare tire is positively correlated with a lot of negative things. Um, a lot of serious health issues, diabetes, hypertension, heart disease, arthritis, all sorts of stuff that A, we don't want and B, are not gonna make us faster. Dropping a little bit of weight here and there is one of the biggest health gifts that we can give ourselves, and it's free. Just takes a little bit of work. Um, so what is the target here? For starters, it's probably worth looking at what isn't the target. As I mentioned earlier, um, the celebrity Cut the baby weight, stroke, instant six pack. You can forget that, that's not the target. Uh, movie star, super ripped, Brad Pitt, Fight Club body. No, probably not that either. Uh, you can also rule out elite athletes. So forget your uh, elite marathon runners, uh, sprinters, uh, any high end aerobic athletes, particularly cyclists. No, we're not gonna get that thin. Um, it's just not gonna work in the real world. Uh, it's not like to be healthy in the real world. They are, those are extremities. These are bodies honed for a single purpose. Um, and they are also honed uh, under extreme conditions, whether that's 
movie stars who are paid a huge amount of money and have that kind of cash and resources whereby having the permanent trainer, someone looking after all your food, that can achieve the goal. Uh, whereas the athletes, you know, again, it's their career, it's their livelihood. Um, they're able to focus in a way that an amateur athlete simply can't. So those body types, forget even trying to look like that. There's no point. And in the world, the majority of us inhabit, it's not a healthy thing to even try and achieve. Instead, all you really want to do is lose the jiggle when you run, fit into clothes that you like, and look good naked. That's it. It's a flexible enough target that's achievable, but it's got enough focus that you can know what you're aiming for. So how can we go about a bit of weight loss? There are, like I said, there are three core strategies. Um, and the point with all of them is you're gonna cut weight well. And by well, we mean healthily and sustainably. Um, so it's not about creating a quick fix change, it's creating a long-term shift and using the compound interest of multiple small changes to create a big change over a reasonable period of time. So in reverse order, from most to least hardcore, here are the three best ways to drop a bit of weight for your season ahead. Number one, fasting. What does fasting mean? It simply means not eating any calories for a fixed period, not drinking any calories either. So all you're gonna do is drink water and not eat anything. That literally is fasting. Um, it's no more complicated than that. Popular periods go from 24 hours to seven days. Um, and while the results for both health and weight loss can be incredible, I mean, if you think about it, our bodies are permanently digesting. So by fasting, you're giving the body a break from digestion, something it never has, which means the body is now not focusing on digestion. Uh, and there's a lot of studies that show when the body's not focusing on that, it's able to get on with repairing it. It's a bit like odd jobs around your house. You know, the kids go away to school, you've suddenly got time to fix that squeaky door you didn't fix for the last five, 10 years, whatever it may be. Um, thing about fasting, despite the fact that it can deliver massive results, uh, particularly in weight loss, but also in long-term health, it is physically and mentally demanding, particularly if you wanna go beyond 48 hours. Uh, it's also something that will need a lot of research and likely even medical advice before you take it on if you wanna go beyond that 48 or even 24 hour period, particularly if you're going beyond three days. So not to be taken lightly, we'll need research before you do it. Don't take this as a definitive guide and just suddenly stop eating. Um, also, fasting should never be seen as a silver bullet, as in something you do to dramatically cut a load of weight and then never go again. Treating fasting like that is pretty much a fast track to an eating disorder at best. So again, not what it's about. This is about incremental changes over a long-term period that deliver compound interest that compounds into something much greater than the sum of its parts. Fasting every now and again can do that. So one way that you might want to do it, let's say you put in a 24-hour fast once a month. This would be a good way to ease into the discipline. You could do that by simply, uh, let's just think, you would finish your dinner on one evening, say it's on a Sunday, finish dinner and then not eat again till Tuesday morning. Therefore, no breakfast on Monday, no lunch on Monday, no dinner on Monday, go to bed hungry, wake up in the morning, bingo, you've just done 26, probably more like 30, 36 hours of fasting. Um, that is a good way to start with it. Try it out, see how you feel, set the goals small and build them up. One thing though, if you do want to take on fasting, it's not gonna work with training as well. So if you're in the middle of a big training block, forget fasting, okay? Do it at a time when you can take it easy. This is again where doing something like a one day fast once a month over a three month period 
just gets you used to the idea. If you like that, well, okay, maybe you can go for two days in that period, you're gonna be reading up on it. Maybe you build up to three. Um, let's move on to the next strategy, which after fasting, frankly, anything is gonna look easy and juicing suddenly looks really, really easy. You see, if we'd started with juicing, juicing would look pretty challenging, but it's not. Now you actually get to at least ingest something. Juicing, all you gotta do is swap your daily meals or all of your daily food intake for juiced fruit and vegetables instead. Now by juiced, I do not mean smoothies. The point is here, you're getting all of the micronutrients out of the juice of the fruit, but you're not getting the bulk and the fiber and everything else, okay? So again, you're giving that digestive system a rest, but you're also flooding it with a good amount of nutrients. Plus in terms of the routine that we're used to with eating, and that's something I forgot to mention about fasting. If you do do it, you'll be astonished at how much time you now have freed up in the day because you are not thinking about either what to eat, what you need to buy at the shops or what you're gonna to cook tonight. Um, suddenly you literally put about three hours back into every day. So it's a good thing to do when you're very busy with work. Um, but coming back to juicing, it can fit into a routine. If you juice a ton of stuff in the evening, you can even freeze stuff for the future, put it into three or four jars for the next day. And there you go, sort of, it's like mealtime, right? Breakfast, I have my juice, lunch, I have my juice, dinner, I have my juice. The routine is a little easier to handle when you're at home. Clearly not gonna work when you go to a restaurant. And also if we were going out, orange juice or something like that, not gonna work, okay? By the time something's been pasteurized and processed, you've lost the benefit of any micronutrients. The point in juicing is at least you're putting those micronutrients in. You need to get a juicer, you need to freshly put in your own fruit and veg and make those juices. Um, on that subject, uh, juicers can be a real pain to clean. If you can get one that's gonna separate the pulp and ideally chuck it out into some sort of uh, kind of extra container, that'll be really helpful because scraping pulp out of juicer crates, um, juicer uh, centrifuge sort of areas is just a really, really frustrating job, particularly when you're on like day three of juicing and you've had enough of it. Anyway, uh, after juicing, in fact, just before we move on, if you're interested in juicing, the single best place, the best resource that you can use as an entry into the world of juicing, there's a great documentary out there. It's called Fat, Sick and Nearly Dead. Absolutely brilliant, great watch on its own. It's about an hour and a half, if that. Um, and uh, that will be a brilliant intro to the world of juicing and what it's capable of. For weight loss, it can really produce brilliant results. Strategy number three, this is ditching animal products and going plant-based, by which I literally mean meat, fish, dairy, uh, eggs are all out, while plants, fruit, veg, legumes, nuts, beans, seeds are all in. That's all there is to it. Um, and the best thing about this is it requires no real shift. You still get to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, you're just not eating any animal products with that. And you will find that that can be a very good way to gradually shift weight, uh, particularly if you're in that stage where you're very close to the weight you wanna be at for your sport, you are training, um, but you've just got a little bit extra that you want to shift that won't budge by simply swapping your regular foods for plant-based foods and you know totally plant-based meals, you will very likely discover that, that last little extra you were trying to shift will just kind of disappear over the period of a month or two. Um, now, caveat here, while this is pretty simple, we're just swapping all our food for totally plant-based food, quality does matter. So again, just as reducing, you can't really go and do it with a load of packet orange juice from the supermarket. Um, Plant-based diet, yes, if you did just eat cornflakes and um, donuts and things like that, you would still be completely plant-based. 
Um, after all, let's face it, candy floss, there's no animal products in that. Uh, you could just eat candy floss and donuts. Um, that is not gonna help with any weight loss. Base it all on whole foods, right? So whole vegetables, whole fruits, nuts, seeds, all that stuff works a treat. Um, also, so you can train throughout that. Um, just on the training subject, reducing, not a brilliant idea to train with that. You're probably gonna be a bit knackered when you're doing it. So if the plant-based thing is something you're interested in looking at more, there's a post from our website that goes into uh, how to get going with that sort of thing, why you might be interested in it. Um, it gives you a few starter meal plans and other resources. I'll put the link to that in the show notes uh, for this show. Uh, also, there's another show uh, podcast out there called Rich Roll. Um, that's the guy's name, Rich Roll's podcast. That's another very good resource, as is the website No Meat Athlete. Uh, one word, they've got all manner of meal plans and stuff on there. So, uh, if you're looking to cut a bit of weight, you're maybe going to implement some of these strategies. There's a few landmines to avoid very quickly. Uh, sodas, soft drinks, also alcohol. Um, calories in liquid form just need to be avoided when you're looking to cut a bit of weight. Salad dressing, I know you're not gonna exactly drink it, but it's the same thing. You've ordered a salad, you're doing something healthy, and it comes covered in uh, bacon bits, cheese, and um, some creamy sugar bomb type dressing. Uh, if in doubt, if you're eating out with people or anything like that, just ask for the salad dressing on the side. That way, if it's nice, you can have it. If it turns out to be a health disaster or something that's gonna pile on a load of weight you don't want, you don't have to eat it. Uh, processed foods, if it's heavily processed in a packet, that's not gonna help. Um, that also is gonna include a lot of ordinary sports nutrition, um, which includes most of the ingredients found in junk food anyway, so that's not gonna help you. Uh, low fat and low no sugar products, uh, no, no, just not gonna help at all, unfortunately, sorry. Uh, food industry is really not looking out for any of us here. So if it's a low fat product, it's had sugar or uh, sweetener put back into it to cover the fact that all the flavor disappeared when they took the fat out. If it's a low sugar product, then uh, the sugar got replaced by sweeteners that are going to be worse for you. So if you do want anything, just eat the full fat or the full sugar version as it comes. Now, what about motivation? Um, when it comes to motivation for a bit of weight loss, it's very easy. You know, motivation is the kind of thing that runs out very quickly. So motivation will keep us going for one week, two weeks, a month. But if you don't see the results, motivation is not gonna be enough. You need a long-term goal, you need a why. Why am I doing this? Um, so whether it's focusing on the race time that you wanna get, or the um, extra strength you're gonna have, or the fact that you're gonna be faster for free when you do this. Um, whatever it is, look at that long-term goal, keep that in mind. That way you can bolster your motivation with some true meaning. Um, also, if you wanna keep that motivation, crossing that chasm from early enthusiasm through the trough of disappointment as the results don't immediately flood in and get yourself safely onto the other side of success is to bring into this long-term view two things. One, a weekly step on the scales, record the numbers, and two, a weekly selfie in your underwear. Don't worry, you don't have to share that with anyone. Um, but the point is, uh, our internal dialogue is rarely that helpful. Uh, the monkey mind, uh, as it's often been called, is exactly that. It's a primate's brain, it's not very helpful for us. So uh, this subconscious chatter, when you look in the mirror, is likely to be telling you the wrong things, like it's not working, nothing's happened, you've been lazy, whatever it is, um, we all get it. So by taking this regular snapshot and these figures, you've got the evidence, just look at those, stick to your plan once a month, look back at the difference in the pictures, look back at the difference in the numbers, that will truly show you your, your progress far better than your own internal dialogue and monkey mind ever will. 
Um, and just one quick note on that, if you're training at the same time as this, bear in mind that you're like to be also building muscle. When you're building muscle, muscle weighs more than fat. So you may be losing weight, and this is where the pictures come in useful, you may be losing weight, changing body composition, while not actually significantly moving the numbers on the scales. Um, the picture will help you keep track of that. So there we go. That is weight loss for athletes. I uh, hope you enjoyed that one. Thank you very much for listening. Um, if you've got any other suggestions that you think we've missed or things you found helpful in the past that you want to share, please do send them over. You'll find all of our details in the show notes below, all of our social links, plus our email. And of course, remember, if you are looking for the very best in sports nutrition for your performance, why not check us out? You'll find us at 33shake.com.